Hi. Welcome to Dreamland. Mental escapes for everyone. This is a podcast designed to whimsically whisk you away through guided imagery. Before you dive in, here's a quick note about how to use this podcast. Visualization is meant to act as a gentle, safe place for you to go inside your head whenever you need to get away. A sheltered nook of scenes and stories to guide your mind to a calm, relaxing, and restful space. The scenes will be familiar, wholesome, sometimes real, and sometimes unreal. Guided imagery is a powerful and restorative relaxation technique. As your imagination is guided through various sensory suggestions, your mind and body should respond as though what you are imagining is real. If you are having trouble visualizing throughout the story, that's all right. Try not to stress. Just focus on what you can and on calming and quieting your mind. It will take some time in the beginning to concentrate, so center your attention to the descriptive language as you are guided through this exercise. Think of my voice as a cozy chaperone to walk you through a safe path of relaxation. I am keeping you company and painting a picture with words for a meditative getaway. Begin by finding a place to relax and make sure the room is a comfortable temperature. Please find a position that you are most comfortable in. This might be lying down on your back with your arms gently resting at your side, or you might be sitting on the ground with your legs crossed. You could also just be in a chair. Just try to find a position that suits you and listen to your body. Take a moment here to allow your body to relax into position. Take a soothing, deep breath and feel the weight of your body sink into the ground or chair as you relax, preparing to use your imagination. Take in a slow, deep breath through your nose if you are able and exhale slowly through your mouth. In your own time, please take another slow, deep breath, exhaling slowly again, allowing yourself to release any feelings of tension, stress, and anxiety that you may hold. Once more, when you're ready, please take in another deep breath, Hold it for a count of three, and exhale slowly once more, feeling as if you are really letting go of any negativity and stress. (sighs) Allowing a calm wave of relaxation to wash over you as you let your subconscious mind to open giving your conscious mind a break while the vast, 
uninhibited part of your imagination is allowed to play in this gentle mental getaway for a while. And then resume breathing normally for the rest of this exercise. Imagine you are standing at the base of a wide stone staircase inside the walls of a grand palace. You've passed under a stone-arched hallway, exiting the music room where you enjoyed listening to instrumentals of your favorite tunes, and now you are ready to explore the next floor of the castle in the clouds. Numerous lit candles are placed on a hallway vanity, the flickering light shining further illumination reflected within a gold-leafed mirror. A huge vase almost as tall as you are, stands on the right side of a staircase leading to the next level of the palace, bursting with pink, golden yellow, and red roses, their silky, fragrant petals brushing against your cheeks as you begin your ascent to the next floor. There is a painting at the midpoint of the staircase, and it's quite large, hanging in a gilded frame, surrounding a somewhat blurry but unmistakable image, a humanoid figure staring into a strange light in the sky, almost storm-like, palms open and extended downwards, as if they were open and welcoming to the brightness. It almost looks like a UFO attempting to abduct a willing being. As you reach the landing at the top of the stairs, you peer down the east wing and then to the west, wondering which direction would be best to traverse. The three arched windows built into the southern-facing wall are spilling in with sunlight, though you are able to determine that it is quite late in the day and the sun will be setting soon. A small placard on top of a wooden hallway table has the names of the rooms and accompanying arrows pointing down either hallway. This floor holds the library, a connecting terrace, the room of the crown jewels, and an anteroom in the east wing, with the apartments, a solarium, and the mystic's tower taking up all of the west wing, and you decide to move about in a clockwise direction, moving first down the east hall so you can end your adventure in your room. The walls of the hallway are painted a fresh, bright white with a striking ivory carpet to match, and you find the first room down the hallway, closed off by a heavy wooden six-panel door. You place one hand on the cool, smooth, and waxy wood, the other on the doorknob, and push open the door to enter the library. The room is both large and cozy stuffed wall-to-wall with thousands of books on shelves lining the walls, both on the first story and the second story mezzanine. Warm undertones of brown leathers and yellowed pages of ancient papers held within the books give the room a sweet vanilla and woodsy scent. Given that this is, or seems to be, the top floor of the castle, the stained-glass cathedral-type ceilings are quite high, giving the space a lofty, grandiose charm. The pillars holding up the second-floor balcony have been painted in otherworldly purple-blue and decorated with sparkling stars and glittering gold paint, which twinkles as you walk past. 
A boxed window seat in the back of the room looks out to the terrace and to the palace grounds beyond, and would be a comfortable spot to sit and read in the quiet solitude of the library. There is a decently large table with six studious leather chairs in one corner of the room, and many comfortable black leather lounge chairs placed in sets of two, facing each other, next to Tiffany glass lamps with colorful florals, sitting on end tables. A stately, black stone fireplace serves as the southern pillar of the second-floor mezzanine. Hanging above the fireplace is a painting of a young man and woman, caught in some kind of soft, summer rainstorm. The man looks strikingly like the portrait of the elfin man you assumed was the owner of this palace, which you observed earlier in the dining area. Here he is joined by a giggling maiden in a sparkling white, somewhat translucent gown. In her light golden-brown hair, she wears a gilded crown of rosemary leaves and a single thin gold bracelet above her left foot. The man, sandy blonde with flecks of gray in his poofy, somewhat damp hair from the surprising storm, wears a stately purple tunic with an ivory-hilted dagger and a set of panpipes dangling from his belt. They stare at each other in a giddy, enamored gaze, his ocean blue eyes fixed on her emerald green. Their heads are covered by the woman's rosebud orange skirt, which has been lifted from behind her in a sort of makeshift umbrella that the lovers take shelter beneath from the summer rainstorm. They run gracefully in step, legs moving in unison and their bare feet making them appear to almost levitate in their light-footedness as they run down a pastoral hill of wildflowers. Blue and purple lupine, pink shooting star, bare grass, and periwinkle blue camas lilies line the path that they forge together. A white marble statue of an owl is placed next to the fireplace, and hanging on the wall beside the fireplace is a wooden shield painted with a coat of arms. Pink and teal roses flank either side of the coat of arms, with scattered rosemary sprigs swirling around the crest and a pine cone atop the outline. Featuring center, a white boar wielding a shield in one hand and a sparkling magician's wand in the other. The boar is back to back with a badger, grasping a feather quill, and you get the striking sense that you know this heraldry and have seen it before, but can't quite grasp from where. As you reach the back wall of the library, you find a door that opens to the terrace blooming with flowers and planter boxes, large terracotta pots, and green vines climbing up the stone staircase and palace walls. Lanterns have already been lit along the patio with their flickering flames, preparing for the oncoming twilight, which has just started to shift in color from daylight blue to the pink and gold tones of sunset. The terrace is large and runs along quite a good length of the castle, looping around the outside of many more rooms of this floor of the palace. As the wind blows against you gently yet coolly, given your altitude, you pass by the anteroom and the deep woolen green of the billiard table, a large meeting room with a huge table and twelve chairs surrounding it, and the room that holds the crown jewels, which includes several large purple crowns, diamond necklaces, two jeweled chalices, one silver and one gold, and an orb and a scepter. 
That room in particular, you notice, has many bolted locks on the interior door, so you would not have been able to enter it from the castle anyway, but you stop to enjoy the glittering jewels in the last of the daylight that shines into the room from the outside. The curved patio has brought you to a small, narrow ending point, a stone staircase leading to a charming tower, the highest point of the castle. Blue and teal roses climb up and alongside the stone terrace and matching awning, covering the outer layer of the glass solarium to your right. Up the winding curved staircase to the left, you can see several illuminated windows in the tower above, violet and emerald hues glowing through sheer, colorful curtains. Climbing up the stairwell, you push open the door to a small vestibule, painted a dark, luxurious teal with scatterings of gold stars, atop the hexagonal, domed ceiling and small stained-glass skylight. This is simply a small sitting room, with a love seat and leather chair, also in teal, placed under the Moroccan-style windows, overlooking this side of the palace grounds and the twilight sky beyond. A carved wooden door is in the back center of the room, and a sky-blue carpet placed on the wood-planked floor as you walk to open it. The creaks and groans of an ancient floor squeak pleasantly beneath your feet as you push open the heavy, arched wooden door, opening into a huge space, which has been lavishly decorated, and pops with charm and color. You have reached the tallest story of the castle in the clouds, the attic, which has been updated to accommodate the Mystic's Tower and the Magician's Tower. Two spaces within the same room, separated by a curved, double-sided staircase in the rear of the attic, leading to a platformed loft with a huge rectangular skylight and an antiqued golden telescope pointed up at the stars. The lower loft has a bohemian yet rustic charm to it, with rainbow twinkle lights strung along the high-beamed ceiling walls and delicate cream-colored fabric draped alongside the colorful bulbs. As you follow the string lights around the room with your eyes, you spot another rose window similar to the one observed at the entrance to the castle, highlighting the top portion of the northeastern wall. This one is less intricate than the first. In fact, it's fairly simplistic. A small circular yellow center, surrounded by a larger blue circle, with eight white petals encased in a crimson background color, surround the daisy-looking flower, inserted into a traditional octagon-shaped window frame. The eight-sided shape has traditionally been representative of infinity, regeneration, rebirth, and renewal. Traditionally, it is often used in architecture to ward off negative spiritual energy, so you know you are safe within the realm of this mystic plane. On the adjoining wall closest to the door is a small nook with a candle chandelier hovering over a small square table with tarot cards placed face down on a red velvet tablecloth. A fireplace is lit behind the table against the same wall as the door with a multicolored bunting banner made of fabric scraps in bright rainbow colors hanging over the mantelpiece, which is lined with ivory candles and several black and white photographs of a young couple, one resembling the lovers from the painting in the library. In one image, they are dressed as pirates on a many-tiered wooden planked dock, 
built into and winding around a cliffside above an ocean bay. In another, they're holding hands outside a white pyramid in a seemingly infinite sandy desert. The third shows them bundled up in a snowy arctic tundra, both of them wearing fur-lined hooded jackets which cover their heads. The man with his arm wrapped around the woman's waist from behind, kissing her cheek while she scrunches her nose and beams with joy at the camera. Moving along the small alcove, you can see a light green leather armchair beneath a window, next to a smaller table with several colorful lit candles, a bouquet of purple roses, several four-leaf clovers, a set of rune stones carved into Labradorite, and a crystal ball. It's clear the center of the room is a gathering spot, while the mystic's corner is hidden off to the side of the room, meaning the magician's tower must occupy the loft above. Beneath the loft with the impressive skylight and telescope is a large bookshelf, a plush periwinkle lounge chair with a pink pillow and gray poofy ottoman, and several leafy plants. As you climb the impressive curved staircase in the back of the attic, more of the loft's hidden wonders come into view. Once safely on the elevated platform, you can see a globe, several large books, including an atlas with a bunch of fluffy clouds on a cerulean blue leather cover, handwritten pages stacked on parchment, and a gold fountain pen holding the papers down as a makeshift paperweight, all resting upon a carved hawthorn wood desk and matching chair. A beautiful chess set with black and white pieces sits atop a large travel trunk, decorated with travel stickers from places you've never heard of. Riverthorn Jungle, Blackberry Wintervale, and the Infinite Sands are just a few of the interesting places you notice, and their illustrations could match the locations from the pictures on the mantelpiece. As you wander about the room, you almost fail to notice a tiny, fluffy white rabbit who has been hiding in a sideways top hat on the floor. On a table next to the ornate telescope is a small armillary spear, several large skeleton keys, a deck of playing cards, and a compass. Once you've explored the mythical attic space, you head back down the staircase and back out onto the outdoor patio, re-entering the castle from the solarium, which has been charmingly lit with pastel-colored string bulbs lining the glass windows. You are now in the west wing of the castle, in a long, wood-paneled hallway with numerous doors on either side. Each room has a large painting on the wall adjoining the entrance, and you are able to recognize the reproductions of several famous art pieces. First, you see Liberty Leading the People, a large painting of a barefoot Frenchwoman holding a bayonet and a French flag, guiding a crowd to victory. Next, you see an image of two women who look like twins, between a fountain and the shape of a Roman sarcophagus, which winged Cupid plays within, The Sacred and Profane Love by Titian. Several more doors and paintings line the remaining length of the hallway, and at the end is The Bolt, depicting entwined lovers in a bedroom, the man reaching to lock the door, and you assume that room must belong to the owners of the palace. Hanging on the wall adjacent to the door of your room is Van Gogh's The Starry Night, 
and you insert the skeleton key you were given by an attendant earlier in your adventure into the keyhole to enter your palace bedroom. The room is comfortably sized with a large king bed and a small bay window which opens to a private terrace overlooking the edge of the sky castle and the clouds and earth below it. Outside, the stars overhead have almost all come out, twinkling in the sky above. Billions and billions of stars in a spiraling luminescent white cloud of light and mass against a midnight blue sky, the enchanting glow of the Milky Way galaxy. The vastness of time and space and all of the sparkling stars and planets so far away remind you of the magic that is you, a singular drop on our little spaceship Earth, an island in an impossibly infinite ocean. What a marvel it is that you are here in the vastness of time and space. You climb into the fluffy bed, sinking into the ultra-soft yet still supportive mattress. Curling up into the blankets and plushness of the bed and pillows, you let the weight of your body be cradled in the comfortable softness of this cloud-like bed. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and relax into dreamland. Your heart is full of overflowing energy and love from the serenity of your explorative time, adventuring through the final portion of the castle and the clouds. You may stay here in this place, focusing on whatever details you'd like, for as long as you'd like, and the comfort and peace this place brings you. Know that you can return to this spot, or any place inside the castle, whenever you need a mental escape to take you away. When you are ready, you may slowly open your eyes, take a deep breath, and give yourself a big, gentle stretch to return to the real world. Or relax the rest of the way and drift off into a peaceful, serene sleep.